0: Speaking of the NFL, I mentioned Lions beat writer for the Detroit Free Press. And also, on the iHeart app, his first podcast just dropped. Same old podcast, Dave Burkett joins us to talk about the Jameson Williams gambling story. How you doing, my friend? What's up, Bill? How are you, man? Good. Uh, How surprised were you? Were you getting any wind of this, or was this just out of the blue this morning? Uh.
1: Wind of it, you know, a few hours in advance, but um, yeah, hadn't hadn't you know heard that this was coming by any means. I mean, the Lions found out about this about a month ago, and so uh, they there were only a select few people in the know that this investigation was going on. Uh, hadn't heard about it during the early stages of the investigation by any means.
0: So, what's the damage uh, to the Lions from this? What your early your first thoughts on it, and then a lot of it's wait and see on what they do the six games without Jamison.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, um, you know, the fact that he was caught wagering on a a sports event online is not something that in and of itself should concern anyone, right? I mean, it's legal in half the country, and, uh, you know, he just he was doing it at a place he shouldn't have been, and I'm not entirely sure if that was the the Lions facility, but at an NFL facility, that's illegal. Um, And, you know, so I, I don't know that that act itself is anything to be concerned about, you know, the, the bigger question, I guess, is maybe just the the lack of judgment uh, for, for Williams. You know, this is, I mean, the rules are posted everywhere. Um, you know, it, it's something that a player should know, and, and not just him. Obviously, the other three players, um, two have, who have since been cut. But, you know, all these guys should have known um, that that was illegal. And, you know, I think you couple that with, uh, look, you know, Jameson's online, um, you know, personality is something I think that's come under a microscope. Uh, you know, retweeting likes about the Lions should trade for, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, and and you know, sort of you know, complaining at least in some people's eyes that that he was open at times last year when he wasn't getting the ball. You know, I think some of those things. You know, you couple that with with you know, um, you know this this latest incident, and, and maybe that that gives the Lions a little you know need for pause or a little need to make sure that. He matures as as this process goes because they're counting on him to be a very important part of their their team and their offense. And, um, you know, so little slip ups like this, uh, not big in and of themselves, but when you combine them with, you know, stumbles that I guess he's had over the past 12 months certainly uh, something that the Lions have to keep an eye
0: on. Yeah, my first thought was in the gambling. I mean, it is legal in Michigan. We all can't be hypocrites, but there are rules in the NFL. There are huge signs posted, which you see when you go into the Lions yep. locker room. These guys know it. It's the rules, and he's paying the price and going to lose like $7 million, I think, or something I read in salary. So, you know, immaturity is there. You give someone money, they come out of college. It's not the first time. My thought when I, when I saw the Lions tweet on it around 11-35, was, does he cost him a, a win or two not being there in those six games? Because here you are, a nine-win team, 11 might be the magic number to win the division. I'm looking at the loss of Jamison Williams and how it affects the Lions, but we have no idea until you play the games.
1: Well, I do think it, it amplifies maybe some questions that they have on offense. I mean, we've looked at this roster the whole off season and said, you know, man, they need to fix this defense. Right? It was last in the NFL last year, and you know they went out and did that and added three three defensive backs who are going to start for them and re-signed some other guys in the front seven. And now, you know, you sort of look at the roster and you say, well, who's going to be the number two receiver for the first six games of the season? And they don't have a proven tight end, and you know the offensive line should be fine, but. You know, the right guard spot is is up for grabs, and one of the the contestants for that job is coming off back surgery. So I do think it it maybe, you know, brings a little more into focus that as as much as we think, and, and that goes not just for people in Michigan, but, you know, people across the NFL, um, think that the Lions will be a contender in the NFC and, and you know one of the the very best teams, I think in the, the league next year. Um, you know they, they have some holes and some things that they need to address and, and especially on on offense now where that was really the unit that carried them last season.
0: Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent that's why now I look at 18, pick 18 if they stay there, uh, they they may take the best you could have the best wide receiver in the draft still there at eighteen. Who knows depending on where all the deals go and where it's at, but they may they may look at a receiver there, because you're right. Who's who's the go to guy? You got St. Brown as a money possession receiver. They could look at Mayer at a tight end, something we all scream, no way they're gonna take a tight end. They traded Hawk. I that that could what happened to Williams, my second thought was on him missing the six games, how does that change that pick eighteen? What do you think?
1: Yeah, and, you know, look, Brad Holmes has always said, right, he's not going to be someone who he doesn't have a depth chart in his draft room and he doesn't want need to sort of be the basis for why he takes someone, but it's impossible to ignore at the same time. And and right in that, you're right, at that 18th pick of the draft, I mean, that is the spot where you could find a wide receiver. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. I mean, some of these guys maybe are – uh, you know, their, their skill set is, is uh, uh similar to I'm Ross St. Brown's. And so I, I don't know if that's exactly the, the player that they want to make the long-term play on, but I do think at some point, you know, with their, their, you know, let's say three picks in the first 81, or maybe you throw the fourth rounders in the, or fifth rounders in the mix too. Um, they don't have a fourth rounder, but you know, it, maybe at some point you do use some of that capital to, to get a wide receiver to, You know, add to that room because it is a long term need, too. Uh, You know, beyond St. Brown and and Jameson, who now remains a mystery through the first, you know, 23 games of his career since he barely played last year, there's no one else that's, you know, under contract for 2024. So it was a need before this, and it's an even bigger need now that Jameson will miss half the season.
0: His name is Dave Briquette, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer. Also, he just dropped his first. Podcast, the same old podcast on iHeart. So on the iHeart app, just search same old podcast. Dave Briquette, he knows the Lions, he knows the NFL. My man, good to hear your voice again.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk to you again, man.